Alright, you guys, so today's going to be a little bit different because the side of me that y'all know so far is the really sweet side. <laughs> you know, the really goofy side that can laugh, be your best friend, maybe even sit down and braid a girl's hair once in a while and be sissies for a moment. But the side of me that you don't know is the person that I was before I truly, truly, truly found God and allowed Him in my life. And uh, when me and my ex-husband decided it was definitely over with and we were done, I definitely wrote some nasty things about him. But I'm going to share some rhymes and a few raps with you because I really want you to get to know me the real me, because still some of this is the real me, and here's why, because I am still dealing with my past, and, but it's a good thing, though, I'm cleaning out the cobwebs, do you feel me? I'm cleaning out the cobwebs, and young ears out there that are listening to my podcast, once again, if I'm saying anything that you think your mom or dad would think is too mature for you to listen, please go ask for permission because, listen to me, you cannot ever listen to one of my podcasts and then go out and do something or repeat something that I've done and blame me for it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because my life has changed. I am better for what I went through. But that doesn't mean that I would repeat it all over again to get where I'm at today. Do you understand? If I had another chance, I would have done it all completely differently. Everybody called me and my ex-husband, um, <laughs> Eminem and Kim, because we always fought, but it was a love-hate relationship, and we continuously got back together. And I mean, no matter what, he was my ride or die, and I was his ride or die. And still to this day, um, it's, it's almost a thing like that. Because even though we're not together anymore, um, in, in spirit, he's still my husband. And I believe that with all my heart, and he is the father of my kids. But all I'm saying is, is that take the big stuff of what I say in my segments. Go and repeat those things. <laughs> you know, go and ask God forgiveness for your past. And have a fresh start today. And ask God forgiveness. Get on your knees. And for those of you who don't know how to pray, there is no technique to it. Just start talking to Him. He's everywhere. The Catholics are wrong. You don't have to go to a church. You don't have to go to a pastor. God is everywhere, and therefore church can be anywhere, which is why I truly believe in groups that get together and have, have Bible studies at home. I love them, and I cannot wait until this whole COVID-19 thing is over so that I can join more groups in person and really, really just sit down and bury our faces in the Bible 
and share the love with one another. We got to spread the love, y'all. Where's the love, y'all? Where's the love, y'all? <laughs> okay. So, um, some of these are poems. Well, actually, all of them are poems. But some of them might seem like raps to you or rhymes. So, I'm just going to get with the flow. Sugar boom boom. <laughs> I'm chasing dragons and those dragons keep chasing me. Sugar boom boom. <laughs> anyway, alright. So, uh, even this um, poem is a little bit Eminem inspired. So, if it's, uh, <laughs> if it's too much for you, I've always said it. If you don't like it, turn the page. Because I do me, you do you. You know what I'm saying? Alright. And even my ex-husband respected me for putting this up there. He knew it was good. And he knew I was right. And he didn't say one bad thing about the poem. So here we go. To my ex-husband, Travis West. Every breath I was shaking. Always ready for you to make me. Out to be something bad, out to be something you wish you never had. No matter how many times it was you who messed up, you turned around and acted like it was me who got fucked up. Well, look, who's the clown? Wonder where I'd go wrong, because it ain't me sitting around listening to crappy love songs. I have a new start, a new beginning, so thanks for cheating twice. Grab onto this chance, a chance of a life, a chance of being happy, a chance to get my shit together and for once care about me. I made us out to be a normal couple, had peeps looking up to us, wishing they could be us, wishing they could grow as happy as we had become, not knowing that for some time we had already been done. You have no hobbies, almost made me boring. Someone who no one would want to be around, but don't worry, because the old me might have been lost, now I'm found. One second. <laughs> Through losing you, I've gained me again, almost like we weren't just a mistake, but a repeated sin. In fact, they've all said it. Now I'm saying it loud and clear, so don't misread what you're about to hear. We're over. You and me, we're done. No falling to your knees, no asking me back. It's time for you to have some fun. What you took will be replaced. I've talked of you some, but a memory while he's laughing in my face going, Why'd you ever marry a guy like that? And I'll respond, I don't know, dear, but I'm glad you're here. And I'm psyched because me and that asshole are done. You get it yet? That's right. I'm going to one day find me a new man who can read this entire poem and at the same time understand that I'm not someone who will take any more of getting hurt. So here, have a tear, but just one because that's all that you're worth. Do you hear me? All my brothers and sisters out there, if you're in a relationship and you're going through what I just went through, get out of it and get out of it now. Sometimes you got to face your own demons. Look in the mirror and say, say it with me. It's my fault that I'm still with him. It's not his. Run, girl. 
take the one t-shirt that you might own and get the hell out of Dodge and start you a new life. Alright. I know that was a lot to uh, sink in, and I'm sorry about the pause towards the end, but I got lost with the words because I'm, look, all of these poems are under my notes on Facebook, and you can go back and reread them anytime you want, but I wanted them to get some publicity because not hardly anyone goes onto someone's notes and reads them. I have maybe like two likes on all of my poetry that I put under my notes on Facebook. And that's because nobody hardly ever goes on there. So I'm going to be using my um, podcast to read and use my talent and get it out there. But anyway, um, oh, at the end I said to Travis West, seem to be my ex and I said P.S. after he cheated on me one month ago with Nikki Phelps from Tuscaloosa, Alabama and when he got back he made love to me. I didn't find out until two days after my 26th birthday. It hurts real bad. I moved back home with my mom and dad so everybody prayed for me and you know what? Since then I haven't looked back and I haven't wanted to. He's lost his um, driver's license permanently because of four or five DUIs, not including driving while suspended. Um, but he's been told by the cops, you really need to leave Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And I can say this now because he doesn't do it anymore, but he used to be a serious, serious dope cook. And he did not care what I shot up my arm. And that allowed me to know that uh, until you love yourself, you can't love the people around you. And uh, that's how I was able to wake up and change. And I didn't have to go to rehab or jail or anything like that. I did it all by myself, and that doesn't make me more perfect. doesn't make me better than you. I wouldn't even suggest it to anybody. I could have died. I could have stroked out several times. So it's no joke. Alright, so, let's go back to where we were. Um, alright. This one is really for my heart because there was a time where, when I was doing drugs, and this was before I even married Travis. Because, like I said to you guys before, when I got with Travis, I didn't realize it, but I was finished doing dope, and he was really just getting started, and I didn't realize that. And I really wish I should have, because I would not have married him. But, I wrote this poem after I got clean, because... On my 20th birthday, my mom called me, and I was out, and I had been up on dope for about at least 15 or 19 days, and the last time that they found me, and when I say they, I'm talking about other dope heads, 
was passed out in the bathroom because I said I'll be right back and I went to go take a shower. And they said they heard me take my clothes off. They heard me turn the water on. And then all of a sudden the entire curtain rod came down on top of me and I passed out. And I remember needing to take a shower because I was hallucinating spiders crawling all over me. And I just, I was so scared to go to sleep because I was scared that I was going to be in some kind of comatose shock and go into a coma, which can happen. Because not a lot of people on meth overdose, um, it's actually the opposite. We stay up for so long that when we sleep, we don't wake up. And uh, it's kind of like Sleeping Beauty, actually, except without the fairy tale. And there's no prince giving you a kiss. It's Satan saying, wake up, bitch, because you in hell now. <laughs> and um, it's very painful. I've overdosed, and it was the worst thing that I ever felt in my entire life. I don't even know how to explain it. When I woke up handcuffed to the hospital bed, they didn't know what I was going to do to myself. They thought that I was trying to kill myself because my room was clean. And the boys that brought me the dope and stuff, they had left. So my mom went to try to wake me up that morning. My room was clean, and the boys, they did such a good job. There was not a fingerprint of anyone being there. So they obviously picked up the fact, picked up on the fact that I was overdosing. And the fact that they left me while I was overdosing just shows you right there how much other drug addicts don't give a shit about you. And that's why I keep trying to tell my ex that unless you get away from all these people, how are you ever going to have enough respect for yourself? to change yourself, and to be a better mentor and father for your own children. He doesn't even have a relationship with them, and I have no money. He's supposed to be paying me six fifty a week, and I have nothing. And, um, I don't get welfare because I don't have a car at the moment. You have to be able to drive yourself to these parent classes and stuff for you to be able to receive welfare. And my parents drive me to the methadone clinic every day, so they can't afford to drive me to all these other things, too, so that I can get a couple hundred a month. And I need a car really, really bad because I start school soon, at least. I hope I do, because University of Hair Design still has not reopened, and I'm needing to get my new teeth. My dad is going to pay for my oral surgery because of the foundry giving me such a wonderful price. Thank you, God, that they gave my dad an aff affordable price. And my parents aren't broke, you know, but... The money that they have, if me and the kids weren't here, would totally take care of them. They'd be able to go on vacations from time to time and all kinds of stuff. But because we're here, 
It goes towards taking me to the clinic every day. It goes towards giving my kids allowance whenever they do good, like cleaning the house and stuff, or my son mowing the lawn. It goes to buying them school supplies, all the stuff that I can't buy, my parents buy. And I appreciate it more than my father will ever know. But the problems that I have with him are so different that I don't even want to get into it right now. But anyway. Um, so, yeah. Uh, on my 20th birthday, my mom called me and she said, don't bother coming home. I'm going to go ahead and file a petition for custody for your daughter, Nevaeh, because I wasn't married to Travis yet, and my daughter, Nevaeh, was about one and a half years old, so she was about, she was like 13 months, okay, 13 months old, I'm sorry, <laughs> if she's one and a half, duh, <laughs> She's about, she was about 16 months old, and I wrote this poem because I was watching all of my friends lose their kids, and I did not want to become one of those people that lost their, lost their kids. And I said one day, these people are losing their kids like they're losing car keys, and nobody knew what I meant by that, but I meant exactly what I said. You know how you lose your car keys and can't find them? And they're somewhere really stupid all the time, but you couldn't find them? Well, parents, when they're on drugs, they stupidly lose their kids. And even though they know where they are, they can't find them. And they end up not getting back, getting them back, because... They slip further and further and further away from them the more drugs they do. So, this poem was dedicated to myself and to all the mothers out there that either are fighting to get their kids back because they got clean, or if you're a mother and you lost your kids because you were on drugs and you're not anymore. Or if you lost your kids due to the fact that you're on drugs and you're still using drugs. I really hope that you get something out of this because this is no joke. And this is for the daddies out there too. Because daddies, if the mama's the problem, don't just keep yelling at her. Help her get help and take care of the kid while she goes to rehab and help her get her kid back when she gets out. And y'all stop fighting, you guys. These kids need to be stopped being fought over because it's ridiculous and it's stupidity. And what you put your kids through, taking them through the court is horrible. Stop it. Being a drug addict is a disease. Stop enabling 
but be there for them and tell them, look, you will get your kid back, just get sober. But don't go behind their back and file for full custody. Don't do that. Because you're taking her very last reason to get sober. And after that, she has no hope. Do you understand? Once you lose your kid because of drugs, they have no hope after that. They have no reason to live. And they're going to be found in a gutter somewhere. Because you didn't say, hey, you can have your kid back. I found a rehab for you. And if you did, and if you actually did do that, because I'm not saying that none of you do it, but if you did do that and she, she didn't try, then bye-bye to her then. And be a good dad. Don't leave them with the grandparents. One of you should be taking care of them. I swear to God, in this world today, more grandparents are having to raise other their kids' kids more than they ever have before. And the number one problem is drugs, and it's ridiculous. So fathers, if you got a baby mama for a whore and a dope queen, try to help her out and send her to rehab and let her know she'll have her kid back when she gets out. And if she keeps acting up and doesn't want that option, raise the kid yourself. Don't call your mama and say, here, I can't do this. Take my kid. It's your job now to step up and be a man. God didn't just say, if the mama takes off, you, no, you are no longer a parent, daddy. Because both of y'all are always parents. Nobody takes that away from you. Nobody can take that away from you. And if you've lost your kids, fight for them. Get sober. Say it with me. Get sober. Wake up, America. And if you do drugs while you're pregnant, shame on you. Shame on you all. but it can be forgiven, but it's got to start today. Are you with me? All right, so I'm going to read this to you, and just maybe something will reach out to somebody who needs to hear it. I need to shut off my vape. Give me a second, because this is hard for me. It really hits home, you know, because I came real close to losing my kids. Because when my mom told me, happy birthday, and that was the last happy birthday I was going to hear from her because she was going to make sure that for the rest of my little girl's birthday, she was going to have a good one. And I said, what do you mean? She said, because you ain't going to be around to see them. And I said, mom, I'm sorry. And I came home, and ever since I've been a mother, and I got myself right. And yet, there were times that I slipped and I relapsed. But where I am today now is so far where I was. And every day, if you're working on yourself, every more and more every day, that's enough for me. That's enough for God. He didn't say we can do it all in one day, honey. That's why I call taking one day at a time. So breathe in and breathe out, baby. It's going to be okay. 
gonna be a bumpy ride to get sober, but it's gonna be okay. There are people that can help you, and if you don't know the places to call or the people to call, please message me. Again, my number is 205-723-8827. And if it says restricted, I don't answer the phone. But as long as it's not restricted, I will pick it up. I am more than welcome to be anyone's sponsor. I've been a sponsor for Celebrate Recovery for almost four or five years now. And I would be willing to be any of y'all's sponsor, no matter where you live. Y'all can call me day or night. But this, I do not give my number out so that you can hook up with me. This is not a booty call fo uh, phone number. So there are websites for that. Okay, so this is car keys. Now you gotta really listen to this one because it's strong. And everything that I read, by the way, it's my own and it's copyrighted as Chelsea Hallow. So do not ever try to take my poetry or my rhymes or my raps and use them as your own or I will sue you. I'm not trying to be mean, but I've worked hard and I have written a lot of stuff. And I actually had a book deal and was going to go on tour and everything. And me and Travis were having problems. And uh, he had put all of our things in a drug addict storage shed. And my only copy of my novel was in there. And they took off and moved to another state with all of our stuff. And my, the, the woman that wanted to publish it, she lived in Atlanta in a $4 million home. And I could have already supported my family by now, and we would have been living it up. But my novel that I worked so hard on got stolen from me because of one bad, stupid decision. And I have forgiven Travis, but it's been hard. So, whenever I feel like writing, I write now because I didn't write for a long time. I was like, I, I give up. I'm never writing again. So, it's only been in the last two years that I started writing. So, here we go. Car keys for addicts. In three years or less, you can lose your whole life. Your job, your home your mom, or your wife. You see, I never knew what it felt like till now because I covered myself, smothered myself with any security blanket I could find just so that I wouldn't or couldn't feel myself falling down. As a girl, we lose our virginity by thieves. We lose our friends because of promised secrets not kept. But as a woman, we lose our children like car keys. Are the mothers crying? I haven't heard them, not yet. While the smoke in the air is filling the room, the drama filling the street, I sneak out late to get some fresh air. I'm praying for the forsaken ones who still sleep. I am sorry. I never said a word, not one whisper or whimper about the girl who would soon learn, lose her soul and become the mother. 
of a child soon lost. But just like thieves who steal and car keys lost, we deal as best as we can for every thought, every cost. What is it? Who is it that you see now through that looking glass you smoke out of? Is it you? The one God made? Or is it the girl you once knew or dreamed of? Or is it the ugly one who now long who now no longer sleeps? The ugly one that sometimes peeps and always creeps. If you could change something or someone about yourself, what or who would it be? Uh, you are now, for I imagine, you are not just one, but you are now three. You. Your other personality, created by your own delusions, and the one you used to be. But wait, who are these kids you sometimes see? The ones you had, made up, dreamed up, from your room, and then lost them, like car keys. Written by Chelsea Ursel Hallow, dedicated to meth heads and drug dads or both who lose their children like it's nothing like car keys. As if they were car keys, care more, dream more, care more about yourself so that we can care about them. May God bless them, though you might not be around to protect them and give them good advice. It is their right to receive good advice not given. And may God have mercy on your soul for changing right now when you have the for not changing right now when you have the chance. And this is what I said to my kids. I said, Nevaeh and Braden, I love you. And from here on on, I will always be here. And you'll always have me. And the good advice I have to give they will be told by me. You know, I put that on Facebook, and the person, the one person that liked that post, she sadly was sold to a gang. And they really fucked her up. Excuse my language. She was sold by a friend of hers for some dope to a Mexican gang that used her in every way that they could. And when she died, they put her on her mother's front doors, front door, the steps of her mother's front door, and they sped off with no trace, no fingerprints, no nothing. And the people that did this to her never got caught. And she never got it right or right with God. And she never found peace for her baby. I'm going to go ahead and say this one's name. Brandy Price. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, Brandy, yes. Brandy Simpson, may you rest in peace. Me and you been through it. We've seen it. We've done it all. You were going to school when you had that one big fall. And I'm so sorry, girl, that you had to leave your daughter behind. But one day you'll see her again. And one day for you, that sun will again someday shine.
Rest in peace, Brandy Simpson. I love you. Guys, we gotta start talking to our friends. We don't talk enough to them. We don't give them a good enough advice. And sometimes we have those moments of clarity when we realize something, but we don't have the balls to actually say it. And it is disgusting. It's disgusting what we'll let go of just to keep their friendship. Because maybe they'll get mad. Maybe they'll get mad. Maybe they'll get offended. But who cares, though? If you try to save them and they deny you, at least you tried. But if you stay a pussy, sorry about my language. If you stay a pretty cat and you hide from what you know you should say to your friends to help them in their life during this time, during their struggles, That's on you. And you'll never know that it might have been you that saved them. You'll never know. And they could die tomorrow. And I'm not saying it'll be your fault, but you'll be one of the reasons because you were around that person every single day. And how many times did you seriously talk to them about maybe getting off of heroin? Or maybe chilling out for a while and seeking prophecy by God. Or talking to him about God at all. I love you all so much. And I, I miss the ones that I've lost. And it hurts me because there are so many friends that I've lost that I didn't get to say enough to. And I just don't want that to happen to you guys. I want you to voice your opinions to your best friends now while they're still alive because they might not be them alive tomorrow. Tonight might be their last shot of dope and you'll never see them again. Because maybe they'll overdose tonight. I hate that line, if you see say, if you see something, say something, fuck you, narc. But if you know something, go to the person that's doing it and be a friend. And if they don't have their mom or dad to help them, try to stand in for them. Try to get them to listen. Show them that their life means something. Alright, this is Chelsea's foot of the cross. 
at least right now, on a, on a very emotional note. I love all of you so much, and I ask that you pray for me and my family because we need money right now so bad, and I hate money. I hate that word because uh, money is the root of all evil. It will destroy you if you will, if you will allow it to. And it will destroy you whether or not you have it or don't have it. And, uh, I have food stamps. I have Medicaid. So, I'm able to pay for my daughter's glasses, contacts, all the doctor visits. I get 525 a month, and during this COVID-19, I get 750 a month while all this COVID-19 stuff is going on. I got a check for $1,200, and because my dad drives me to the clinic, I'm fixing to start getting close to 190 a month in cash to help out with gas money, but I still get told all the time that I'm not helping. And that they're doing everything for me. But whatever, it is what it is. If they don't consider what I have helping, then they might as well give me back my gas card, give me back my food stamp card, you know. Give me back my Medicaid card. And we'll go on our own way. And we'll go stay at a shelter. And I'll walk to work every day until I have my own car. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired of my dad throwing up every single day how much money he spends. When actually he don't spend that much money on me. <laughs> We're not that far from the methadone clinic. You know what I'm saying? We are less than 12 miles away from the methadone clinic. And, uh, just want to let y'all all know, by the way, I'm in my 11th month of not smoking cigarettes. <laughs> Yay! Um, my dad... I don't like him because he doesn't really see it as a celebration because I switched to the jewel, but he doesn't understand. The jewel does not have everything in it that a cigarette has. It doesn't have the tar, and it doesn't have all the other chemicals. It is just tobacco. And yes, tobacco can give you cancer. But if everybody was smoking just tobacco, I promise you, <laughs> hardly anyone would get lung cancer. No one would get mouth cancer. And not only that, but I can breathe so much better because of it. And I'm no longer coughing up phlegm. I mean, the first seven months were so hard. And I'm not going to lie to you. In the last... In months, I have bought two packs of cigarettes, and what I would do was wait on my worst day, 
and I would smoke that cigarette. <laughs> but you know what? This is when I quit smoking cigarettes for good, good, for real. I mean, I even picked up my last short and threw it away. And my mom was like, why'd you do that? Because I'll have to buy you more later if you have a fiend for them. And I'm like, mom, you don't understand. Today, when I try to smoke a real cigarette, I actually coughed and coughed and coughed and didn't have it in me to smoke it. And she said, oh my gosh. So I am a person that can say now I do not smoke cigarettes. And I'm very proud of myself. Because as a drug addict, <laughs> getting off drugs, I never thought that I would ever, ever, ever quit smoking. I, like it was an award or something. Because <laughs> my mom my mom was like, well, now you can quit smoking cigarettes. And I'm like, hey, one addiction at a time. Don't go all crazy on me now. <laughs> all right. Real quick, a prayer. Father God, we love you. We thank you for this beautiful day. I don't know what the weather's like for all my other listeners out there, but I thank you that somewhere, somehow, I was able to reach a brother, reach a mother, reach a son or a daughter or a niece or a nephew or an uncle or an aunt. Yes, Father God, I thank you, God, that I'm, that you're speaking through me and that I'm able to help the people out there that need it. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And I thank you, God, that money is coming our way. And that the podcast will be part of the reason why money comes our way. Guys, the people that are listening out there, please share my podcast with all your friends. I need supporters, you guys. Supporters. The ones that pay monthly to listen to all my iPods, I'm sorry, to listen to all my podcasts on better sound and everything, I need supporters because that's how I get paid. Right now I get paid because I'm doing my stupid little commercial before um, I start my podcast, but there's not enough people listening right now to get me paid. I think I've got like one cent in my uh, wallet, you know, from where I signed a contract with uh, Spotify. And I've made one cent, and this is like my tenth episode. And I'm not saying that I should have hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Um, My one friend made one episode, never did any more. A year later, that one episode had $700. Well, I'm doing one to two episodes a day. So you do the math. (laughs) I'm excited and I am very interested to know what y'all think. So find me on Facebook, C-H-E-L-S-E-Y, Ursel, E-R-S-E-L-L-E. And then my last name is Hallow, H-A-L-L-O. And I have curly blonde hair. And uh, all you have to do is send me a friend request, and I will accept it. And um, I can message you my link, or you can click on my link on my page, or repost your link onto your page so that other people see it. 
the more y'all, more people y'all tell about my podcast, the more y'all share it with other people, the more support I'll get. Because I am trying to make turn this into one of my jobs. Something, because I love it so much. I, I really, really do. And I really think I can help a lot of people in a lot of ways. I mean, I haven't even gotten started, you guys. And I can feel the Holy Spirit speaking through me every single time I do an episode. So, but it's up to you guys as to how much support I get. So, uh, here's to you. Thanks again for listening to the Foot of the Cross. Have a good night, (laughs) y'all. Have a good night, y'all. Bye. Hi, this is Chelsea, and you're listening to Foot of the Cross. So, today I really want to talk about families because let's just say that, well, let's just get straight to the truth. My brother, he's a truck driver now, and he's still in training, but when he made it through all his classes, and received his CDL, I completely supported him. Even though he was a little late in the game in deciding what he wanted to do for the rest of his life, me and my parents and my children, we all supported him. But, uh, I don't know what's going on with him lately. We've been knowing for some time now that ever since he moved to Atlanta and got married to this girl, I'm not going to say any names, but they started drinking together because they stopped doing drugs all the time. And eventually, I don't know if she turned into an alcoholic, but my brother definitely did. And it's caused him to be a mean one. And I don't know if a lot of you out there that are listening to my recordings have family members that are drug addicts or alcoholics, whatever it may be, but I was a drug addict, and I don't remember ever being this mean to certain people. I swear to God, the way that he has talked to me, it's like, I'm looking at a totally different person. He's unrecognizable. And he had to have known that once he got his CDL and went out on the road, there wasn't going to be a way to be able to stop and drink a few beers for a little pick-me-up and then get back on the road to feel good. Because these mofos, got cameras recording every single little thing you do. And he's going to be going through detox all on his own because he doesn't know his trainer that well. And not only that, but because his trainer lives in Tuscaloosa, and don't get me wrong, it was a blessing that they teamed them up together because by the time that they go through about three or five states, They make it back around to Tuscaloosa, 
and Billy picked his, uh, his vehicle back up at the PA truck stop and drives it home and stays here while his training buddy goes home to his lady and gets his booty call for a couple of days. And that's all well and good. But this is a man that, if we had it our way, would be in a hotel paid by the company and not coming home every couple of days. We gave the shed to my son, and the poor thing, who is 13 years old, has to keep moving back into the living room every time he comes home. And then on top of that, he literally just starts fights with me out of nowhere. And you would think that because he's going to be leaving more and more, that he would want our relationship to be stronger and not weaker. His perception of things, let me rephrase that because... I'm starting to realize that not just his, but a lot of guys' perceptions of things are completely different than women. I'm not his wife. I'm not his girlfriend. I'm not his booty call. He has no right to come and tell me that I need to use a different filter because I look bad in one of my pictures, okay? Now, he can say, Chelsea, you look good in this picture, but if you did it this way, you would look even better. No, he doesn't say that. He chooses the ugliest words and says, Are you trying to make yourself into some type of plastic Barbie doll that had about 50,000 face facelifts and that your face is pretty much made of clay and I'm like, excuse you? And he said, look at all of these. And not only that, but when I said that one right there that you like, that's not a filter. That's me. And he called me a liar. He called me a liar, and that really hurt my feelings. So my mom comes in there, and she said, Billy, believe it or not, your sister knows how to take good pictures of herself. And that's really her. Get her makeup done. And that's really her because she knows how to model, and she knows how to show her good sides so that the picture comes out looking good. But anyway, there was another picture, and I did it for my mom because it was Mother's Day. And instead of saying something nice like, you look beautiful, Mom, my mom really liked the picture because she didn't want her wrinkles on her hands and on her face to be shown when I put the Happy Mother's Day card beside her picture and posted it on Facebook. And he posted underneath it and said, Why does my mom look like a plastic Barbie doll robot? Why is she so ugly in this picture? 
and it got other people to start talking. What kind of son or brother knocks their mother down when they're just trying something new? I'm trying to show my mom how to use apps and stuff, and maybe it could have been done better, but there are better ways to come out to people and tell them the God honest truth. And this just was not the way to do it. I looked at him and I said, man, you're losing points with me because you are blowing it so bad right now. And, uh, all he could really say was, okay, oh well, fuck it, you know, who cares? And I told him I didn't want him around my kids anymore until he stopped drinking, and he thinks that I think that that's a lie, but guess what? I do not want him drinking or being messed up or high around my children. Uh, he needs to learn how to grow up. Cause girls can get way insane at me. Doesn't have I'm sorry. <laughs> Doesn't have photos yet. Like, I mean, look. He is insecure, and I can tell. And when he is feeling bad about himself, he'll take it out on other people. He will use other people's ways of hurting him, and he gets off on it. There's no guarantee unless you're going to get from my purpose. I could bring him home an entire plate home, and then my dad could awesomely arrive to the place the next day. <laughs> I just read something that somebody posted, but anyway, my point is that we are all beautiful, and if you want to do something and try to make yourself look pretty, don't let anybody else put you down, and if you feel the need to go out there and change it for yourself, thanks for advice, advice, fuck that.
that one second, hold on, one sec. Because yes, I took my Xanax tonight because it's just going to cut in and I'm just going to go to sleep for my night night time. And this is why I'm not Okay, 723-8847 is a 205 area code. Hit me up if y'all need to talk about anything. I am here. I'm awake being listening tonight, and I'm going to call this segment short tonight because God bless and thank you for listening to the foot of the cross. Father God, we love you. And we thank you for everything you do for us. And we ask that you guide me and help me, Father God, to speak more wisely in every episode that I do. And I thank you, God, that if I made any mistakes, and especially taking my Xanax before this program, I apologize. But I still ask that it reach hundreds if not thousands of people, Father God, and they get something out of it. In your almighty precious name, amen. Thank you guys again for listening to Foot of the Cross, Chelsea Hallow. Who's got one share if you don't like it? I'll spit it right back at you. Alright, good night everybody. Hey everybody. Chelsea, and you're listening to the foot of the cross. Alright, I just want to start talking to you a little bit because I'm really struggling with something here. And I've spoken about it a little bit, but not too much. Um, I'm not, I am not at a crossroads where I am being challenged in what I believe in. I believe in God. I believe that there is a heaven and a hell. I believe that I believe in the power of words. I believe in the power of addiction and how 
we can transform ourselves by laying our addictions down and speaking out loud that we are done with those addictions and actually healing ourselves through the power of God. So I'm not questioning my beliefs or my abilities because the Bible says that I can do all things in Christ that strengthens me. So I do believe that. So I guess what I'm really saying is right now I'm at a you know we all have highs and we all have lows. And this is where my frustration is coming from. The second something good happens to us, Satan tries to disguise it as something bad. The second that it comes, I mean, we're like, yes, thank you, God, you know, for this blessing. And he will use this and be like, you know what? Since something good happened to her today, I'm going to take that and I'm going to put her in another situation. Like say, and this is just an example, but let's say that while I'm in town or something and uh, I'm out of gas. And a pedestrian gives me, you know, $10 and says, no, keep it. Uh, this is for you to help you get home. You say, God bless. And you're, you're feeling good about what just happened. Now, this is just a small example, but I think you'll get what I mean when I'm done. So hear me out. But then you get home, and while you're in this good mood and while you're living this small high Satan attacks you with lows and blows and you'll something stupid will happen like you'll get into a fight with your dad or something I mean it's crazy but I'm dealing with something much bigger, and it's very personal. So I ask for all of you to pray for me. Usually I'm the one praying for everybody else. So I just want to say to all of you right now that's dealing with what I'm dealing with this second, because I know I'm not the only one. We have got to start seeing all of our blessings, or we're not even going to notice that they were even, ever even given to us. If we don't recognize God's truth or what He has done for us, then how can we even recognize what? joy is. I mean, we're so busy thinking about what we don't have 
that we don't realize what we do have. <laughs> and we're so busy complaining about the bad things going on that we're taking for granted all of the good. I don't know. It's just, it's got me stumped right now. And that's why I waited to do this podcast because I, I wasn't sure when the words were going to come to me. I, I actually had to listen to one of my own podcasts before. Can you believe that? I actually had to go back and remember for a minute what motivated me to do this in the first place. And as I sit here, I'm already feeling better. You know why? Because it's not that I believe in myself, but I believe that God believes in me. I believe that God put me here for a reason, right? I mean, otherwise, what is the point? So, because I know it's not, I know it's not so that we can talk about what season of a show that we that we watched last week. I know that all of a sudden, the Big Bang Theory happened, and we're just walking around this earth to die one day, and then... It just stopped? Are you serious? Really? And are you telling me that that big great ape over there might be one of my cousins? No, honey. (laughs) Something's wrong with you when you're still questioning whether or not we came from monkeys, okay? And if you get offended by that, the hell with you. <laughs> get it? <laughs> okay. Sorry. I, I know I can be corny. <laughs> oh, it's one fourteen in the morning. And all I can think about is I, I had a bad day yesterday. But... Today, every time I look at my daughter, I was like, gosh, I have so much. I have so much. And then I watched my son and my daughter playing together. And I watched them run through the house and I'm like, I'm not going to have this forever, you know. Yes, I will. And that is the most awesome part of of it all, is that we will have this forever. I've, I've gotten it. That doesn't make me the smartest woman in the world. But it does mean that people that I know dear to my heart, some of them that have died, they didn't get it, 
and it makes me so sad. But, uh, when it comes time on that day when God takes my hand, some of those people aren't going to be there. And that's why we have to keep going. We gotta keep preaching the word of God. You don't have to have skill to do this. You don't have to remember the whole entire Bible. Just ask the Holy Spirit to anoint you, honey. And not I. I don't. I don't need oil poured over me by a priest to sit here and tell you the truth about what's going on today or about what's going to be happening tomorrow. What are you going to do tomorrow, Pinky? Same thing I do every day. Try and take over the world. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Y'all remember that? <laughs> I lived through the 90s, sorry. <laughs> Pinky and the brain. If nobody knows where the heck that this came from. But that is exactly what Satan is trying to do every single day. And I remember actually feeling bad for Satan when I was younger. And I would go to my mom and say, Can he ask? for forgiveness and go to heaven too? Is it too late for him? <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm not mocking God when I laugh. I'm, I'm laughing because my heart was in such a good place and my I, as a child, you know, was so innocent that we see so much clearer than an adult does. And when my mom said, honey, you're not going to like what I have to say, but there's no way the devil's going to go to heaven. And that's when she started talking to me about how, in fact, there's a lot of people that I'm going to end up loving in life that won't be there with me when I go. And I'm like, why not? You know, that's not fair. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Who created the word fairness? Because, let me tell you something. It wasn't fair when Adam and Eve decided to ruin it for the rest of us, right? You know? Those, uh, on the seventh day, God rested and all that. I mean, that was all meant for us created this whole world for us and 
I don't think any of us would have passed that test. I would love to say, because I remember saying, I wouldn't have eaten that apple. I wouldn't have gone against God and taken that fruit from that tree. But you know what? We do it every day. Why wouldn't we have done it then? We sin every day. I sin every day. Does that mean, like a Catholic, you got to go and do your penance every week and all of that? No. But my point is, is that our sins are very intricate. Like Jesus died on the cross, and so many people don't get that. Because of us, God had to send his son down here, his son, to die, to suffer. That is how selfish we are. If he can do that for me, then I be a good Christian and pass this knowledge down to my children and to you and to the next person and to the next person and to the next person. Can you hear me? We want the pain to stop. And then there's times where we want to run. And sometimes people actually do run. I did. For a long time I did. I physically ran. And I hid My mom, she loved me so much, she was not going to get me lost. And if I was lost, she wasn't going to let me be lost for long. That's a damn story. She would drive up and down the streets where my bad friends that I hung around lived and holler out my name. All night, if she had to, and I hurt her, but I didn't. I couldn't see that. You see, you gotta love yourself before you can love someone else, and I'm still working on that. But I love her so much. I would rather burn. Woman's done more for me than I can ever, ever do for anybody. <sighs> so funny, I'm talking about this right after Mother's Day. And uh, I know I haven't done an episode in a couple of days, and I'm sorry about that. I really am. I, I uh,. Put it on Facebook about what happened. So for those of you that's not on my Facebook page, 
under Chelsea Hallow, by the way. Um, and it doesn't matter who you are, I will accept you. I'm no part of hell, which page isn't fake and which ones aren't hell, so. But anyway, I posted up and let everyone that I knew and some of my listeners know, you know, I had a really bad fall um, outside of a store. And, I mean, I fell hard. I just, I was just walking normal and this uh, sidewalk thing, you know, was in my way. And I don't want to explain it. The fact is that I tripped and I busted up both of my knees and everything, twisted my ankle. So, I'm on steroids and I'm on muscle relaxers at the same time. And being ADHD, I wasn't even sure if y'all could handle me on those types of medicines. Oh, goodness. But I'm doing much better now. Um, you know, it's so funny, a lot of people think that they're supposed to get bed rest when they hurt your le- hurt a leg or something or a muscle, and that is true to an extent, but you got to make yourself get up and move around those, uh, hence the steroids, you know, um, they kind of give you that without having to move around, but really... If you want to get well quick, and this is for people who aren't so good (laughs) with their faith and believing in healing, make yourself get out of bed, you know. And I used to think, what? You want me to get out of bed? (laughs) When I had my car accident at 16 and we are not going there tonight. But I I had a broken pelvis and every time... Those doctors told me to get out of bed and walk. I looked at them like they were effing insane. (laughs) It was not happening. But I realized, you know, girl, if you're ever going to walk again, you got to get up and walk, no matter how bad it hurts. And that's like every day right now, isn't it? We gotta get up every day, no matter how bad it hurts, honey. And I didn't even mean to use that. I just said it because, and I'm talking to myself too. I said it because I feel it in my heart. You just have to be silent. God, that's all you gotta do. Shut up for a minute. Stop talking. Just listen. And you will hear him. Because he hears you. And you don't have to say it out loud for him to hear your cries. All of those that are out there hurting, I just want to say, I'm sorry. I want to take that pain with me right now so bad. And I can 
but I can't because you can't and there's only one Father God, we love you. I want to thank and praise you for so much. For everything that you do for us. For everything that you do for my family. I thank you for those that healing happening within me. My parents, my daughter, and my son, and my brother. There's a lot of people. We've all been having to live together for a good minute now because of, well, because of life and its problems and it gets tough sometimes. But I've been lucky to have, not lucky, I have been, I have been, I have been given the gift of a beautiful, wonderful family that sticks by each other through the bad times and the good times. And that is something that is rare. And I am thankful for that. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for the closeness that me and my father have been finding that we didn't used to have, that we haven't had anyway in a long time. I'm thankful for how great my parents are with my children. For all the times when I was sick, when they helped and was there when I couldn't be. I'm thankful. That we have been financially capable of taking care of ourselves. We haven't had to be put out on the street. We haven't had to go and beg anyone for money or panhandle on a sidewalk. You have blessed us. But Father, at the same time, while I'm thanking you for this, I want to ask for forgiveness because you would say thank you for that little bit that we would get not realizing that when we needed that few hundred dollars and it came through we could have asked you for ten thousand and we say damn <laughs> we should have prayed for ten thousand <laughs> We don't give you enough glory. We don't give you the benefit of the doubt to show us that when you say you want us to be happy, you really do mean it. And if we believe in you, then we'll then we will not walk around complaining about being poor because that's the complete opposite of believing in you. Stomping all over the words of the Bible every time we do that. I pray for everyone tonight. I pray for 
thank you, God, that you speak to him. He, Donald Trump, he is going to speak to me here right now. And for the first time in a long time, I truly feel like the man that's supposed to be in that seat is in that seat. Your book tells it. I mean, come on, brothers and sisters in Christ, do you know what I'm talking about? And if you don't, read Revelation. Oh, I shouldn't have read it first. You know, I was 13 years old and I read Revelation. And I, <laughs> oh, I never wanted to pick up the Bible again. Now, I was so interested, you know, like a kid that wanted to know the end of the story. But my mom was like, that's not going to happen to you, baby. <laughs> For those of you that are lost or still stuck in the middle, like you need to get a little scare in you to run towards God, read Revelation, honey, because it's, it's happening. It's happening. I mean, there, there is no individuality out there, if that's even a word. I mean, come on. There is no buys and eyes and lesbians and pansexuals and Christians and Muslims. It's us and them. And that's what it's going to boil down to. Just want CNN? Slap yourself in the face right now. <laughs> if I if I watch any news on the TV on the actual TV, Fox is the only thing. Um, uh, my, my boy. Uh, <laughs> boy Hannity in the morning, you know, he's, he's a good talker, I love him, I love listening to his show, alright, I'm going to leave y'all with this, and uh, we will do another show tomorrow, and I know it, because I'm going to be feeling much better than I do today, I thank you, God, that I am being healed. I thank you, God, for helping me lead this message tonight. I was confused on what I was going to say. You just led me right to it. Get up off that thing and do something. <laughs> you know? Make your life better. I'm already feeling better just talking about it because I know God is with me right now. I know He loves me and He loves you too. And if you feel alone or abandoned or if you were abandoned or if you were beaten 
warm, the beach warm. Not so much love here. He's got enough love for all of it, right? He can't force you to love him. You gotta ask. Nice, gentle, respectful words. Almost 2 a.m. now. <laughs> but Lord God, we don't do any of that anymore. I, um, um, all the time on my Facebook, his birthday. again tomorrow when we do our next episode. I hope, I hope we get a win and uh, have a good night.